Hey guys, welcome back to another bite of D&D. In this one, probably going to be a little bit shorter of an episode, but we are going to be looking over bards and specifically the College of Valor. Tell us a little bit just about bards in general for maybe those who haven't played them, and then more specifically, why would you maybe want to go through the College of Valor once you get level 3? Yeah, so in my opinion, bards are the most fun class to play. They have a wide variety of utility. They're with especially with Xanathars out, there's a lot of variety within the class archetypes. They are a class that uses music and instruments and voices to convey or, or that's where their magic comes from, that's how it's projected. And largely their role within a party is support with buffs and that sort of thing. However, I think why we want to talk about Valor today is because Valor starts to move in the direction of getting outside the support role and into a main role as a frontline fighter. And I think that it's a little bit odd when people are looking through and trying to pick which class they want to play to look at bards and then to switch gears in the middle of looking through bard to think about a frontline fighter. I think that's a lot of times why it gets overlooked is because it's this strange mix, but I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think that there's some really exciting stuff going on here. There's some really reasonable trade-offs. There's some great benefits. Overall, I don't think that you're going to be disappointed in playing this. I think it's a good mix of both worlds. I, based off of the short little description they get, I almost kind of think of the College of Valor Bards as almost the ultimate fanboys. They love the tales and heroic deeds of other adventurers so much that they seek to emulate them in their work as well, Yeah, uh, which leads to them doing these more heroic acts themselves as they attempt to live the same life that they want to honor in their music and their tales. Yeah, they're, they're different from College of Lore in that they don't just capture and conserve those acts of valor done by others, but they actually try to do some of their own. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, makes them really interesting. And then I think that Wizards did a good job of saying, okay, they're not just going to be tryhards, though. We're actually going to give them the tools that they need to do this job adequately. Mm -hmm. And that's where they come in. I'm excited about them. Played several bards, so bards hold a special place in my heart. But aside from that, I think that this is a very technical character that can that is going to give you some flavor that maybe a standard fighter wouldn't. Okay, so I guess we'll just kind of dive into it. The main thing you'll pick up when you first become a College of Valor bard looks like you get proficiency with your medium armor, shields, and martial weapons. And this is the key thing that's going to allow you to actually get in there on the front lines. And let's talk about that for a minute because... This is way more powerful than you think it is off the gate. Medium armor, shields, martial weapons. I want to go over some classes that don't have all three of those things, and most of them don't have all, maybe one of those things. Well, okay. plus they're they're full spellcasters. Yeah, so look, sorcerers, warlocks, wizards, rogues, monks, druids, clerics, none of those get all of those things. Clerics can't have martial weapons. I mean, that right there makes these guys especially at lower levels, that much more potent than a cleric, which is surprising. And then if you look down the list, I mean, some of these are no does, you know, obviously sorcerers, warlocks, wizards, but a bard is a spellcaster. So they're getting that utility. They're getting all this armor. Druids can't take the medium armor and they can't take the martial weapons. I mean, like, 
And monks, same way, can't use the medium armor, can't use the martial weapon. Well, and if you want to use your martial arts and stuff, I believe you're not allowed to have the shield. Maybe that's just yeah, yeah. not armor and defense, but I believe, I yeah. thought the, the shield was a, yeah, yeah, a no-go in general. Yeah, it's... So you are up in the ranks with paladins, fighters, barbarians. Obviously, they can't wear armor. You can but. still get your decks using medium armor. Yeah. So you really, once you add that in, you're going to be pretty close to what the plate users are going to be having. Yep. This is the best ability that they get, and they get it right out of the gate, and it puts them right up there in the front line. You can get an AC of 18 pretty easily, but level 3 certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so good. Well, so again, good. it just ties in with they're kind of the ultimate fanboys. They want to be right in the thick of things with their heroes, the people that they've kind of grown to idolize, and they want to emulate that in as true a way as possible yeah. and inspire those that come after them. Yeah. So can we talk? let's talk a little bit about combat inspiration. This is the most tricky I think because you have to keep in mind that that combat inspiration ties with bardic inspiration. They're all the same and it has all the same abilities, right? So you now can do a lot of things. It's kind of like bardic inspiration plus this damage inspiration plus a weird, somewhat lesser version of cutting words, which is the uh, bard of lore ability. It's a lot of different things and I think some of its potency is weakened by trying to capture several things because... Cutting words, you can use your own reaction to basically make an ally harder to hit, which is great. It's awesome. This way, you have to give them that person that inspiration dice beforehand, and then they can use their reaction, which means that it's more up to them, which means you're doing less, which doesn't feel as good. And it also means that it's only that one person who's going to get that cutting words ability, basically, instead of you getting to hand pick it every time. But it's still, it's, it's a good ability. It's just, it's a lot. Well, honestly, I, I do like it in that you can almost say that your combat is your performance. Yeah. So after you make a daring sweep with your sword, you cut down a foe, then you can give out your inspiration as a, a bonus. So as opposed to that coming from a song or a tale, your actions speak for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's a, a cool way to add that in there because then after they watch you cut something down, they have a better chance of doing so themselves and they are inspired again by your actions the same way you were inspired by heroes of the past the next thing that we might go over is the extra attack that they get at sixth level the only really thing to note there is that they're only one level behind all the big guns right Um, everybody else uh, fighters and whatnot get their extra attack at fifth so they're one level behind but in the long scope of things that isn't a big deal well i don't know if it was meant to fit in thematically but i think this goes in again with their learning from yeah those that they're running with so they see them pick that up at fifth level and they go oh hey i need to to pick up my own game here and part of that's also just because of the way their abilities line up as a class anyway but i think it whether intentional or not fits in with the theme of these valor bards anyway yeah. They, they see the types of people that they respect gain this ability and they say, hey, this is something I need to push myself towards as well. Yep. And then a level later, they start doing the same thing. Yep. Now, the, the last thing as far as ability-wise that we can talk about, at least on my end, is you know a lot of these abilities that we've talked about so far are the, the, the melee side of things. And this still is that, but battle magic is surprisingly good and it surprisingly kind of compiles what they're good at in both areas and kind of helps you do both those things at the same time, which I think is 
wonderful. The ability to cast a spell and then still make an attack as a bonus action is something that is very hard to get any other way. This is this is a home run, I think, for this class. It may not, because it's a bonus action attack, it might not feel as potent, but I think it gives the right flavor in the right way. It, it allows them to be the best that they can at both worlds. I think uh, if it, this ability wasn't there, then you have to say, I'm either a spell-casting bard still, or I'm a melee fighter bard still, and I have to let go of half of who I am. This ability yep. says, nope, I can still have both. Yep, and I think it gives it the the feel it needs to, because you still you're still a caster. You want to be able to to be doing those things, and this allows you to dive into the thick of it. And really, it just helps show off the grandiose nature of the bard a little bit more. It's a little bit flashy, more flashy swordplay than what a typical fighter or something would have. Only thing to keep in mind with this as a DM is just remember that your players are using a bonus action for the attack. It is not an attack action, which means they don't get their extra attack. It is the spell plus a single attack. Yes. Don't Otherwise, it does get very strong because a spell and an attack in a turn is very strong. Yeah. Uh, uh, spells, spells are very formidable in themselves, especially because these guys will have access to ninth level spells. By level 14, they're already at a 7th level spell slot. So, yeah. and, and bard spells are not to be taken lightly. I don't, I like, I think that because they're, they often fill a support role, you look at them and you're like, oh, well they don't have fireball, they don't have whatever, so who cares? But there are some really great spells nestled in there. Well, in battlefield control spells in the hands of someone who is also a formidable fighter is pretty scary. Yeah. Eldritch Knights, they get access to some magic and there's they get all those benefits of being a fighter, but their spell list is, I believe, one-third caster, so they don't have access to nearly the same suite of options that you'll have as a bard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about how they fit within a party because I think even though it's not necessarily a thing that you have to have a certain party build or whatever in 5th edition, it's certainly not a thing. You can build whatever party you want and the DM will run with it or should run with it. And you'll just learn that, you know, if you don't <laughs> if you don't have any spellcasters, you're going to have a hard time in certain situations and all that. But I think that it's also handy to kind of know when you're trying to be a little bit intentional, okay, what role is this filling? And I think that this is where the, the College of Valor really is a little bit odd in that you would think as a support role, you're better off to use this in a, a larger size party. Unfortunately, I think that they kind of fall into the Jack of all trades, master of none category in some respects. And I think that it'll be hard for you to have your moment to shine if you've got six other people running around. Cause there's always gonna be someone who can do it better than you. And that may sound strange because they are the support class, but I think that really comes out. Now, on a lower level, when you're playing with four or less characters, the Jack of all trades side means that you can fill literally any role within that party that you need to at the time. You can cast the buffs, the healing to some extent. You can be the frontline fighter. You can be the flanker. You can be whatever you want. Well, and one of the cool things you can do is just still filling that support role while still living this kind of melee bard fantasy is they do have some pretty decent like AOE knockdown spells just yeah. to knock things prone. You dash in there, you lay everything prone. Not only will you then have advantage on your next attack because you still get to attack with that bonus action, but then you open up advantage to the rest of your party because you're able to get in there, do a sweep. Maybe you, you started out with your uh, loot. Maybe you work out something with your DM so you've got like this nice little bladed loot axe that you can yeah. then turn around and smash into these guys. And you do a power slide in there strumming 
on your chords and a blast of energy comes out from that musical wave knocking everything down and then you swing up and crash into that first line of, of the enemy party. So I think you can definitely still get some nice moments. It's still very supportive, but I think you can definitely get the fantasy of a, a melee bard uh, through it. I think from what I've played, for those of you who are afraid of getting into that support role and feel, feeling like you're always one step behind everybody else in a fight, I think, especially with the Valor Bard, you're going to go in and you're going to be like, well, I actually can do something. I would suggest you give it a shot, especially with the lower level, uh, with the lower count party like that. Next yeah. time someone tells you that someone needs to play a dedicated healer, play a Valor Bard instead <laughs> and save everyone before they need the healing. Yeah, there you go. Anything else we want to cover on these guys? Or are we going to... Oh, I should note, um, before we before we shut down, just... If you're thinking about these, this class, the battle magic ability only pertains to bard spells. Yes. If you take levels of something else, or you take the magic initiate feat or something like that, don't think you can power your way into something crazy. It's very clear. I just say that to say because that was my first thought when I'm reading it. It's like, oh, wow, so you could, like, grab a fireball and then, you know, hit a home run, basically, and that's not going to happen. So they have balanced it in that way. All right. Well, that is all I've got for these guys. Yep. I think we're good to go. All right. You guys take care. Let us know what you think, and we will see you next time. Later. Later.